Welcome to another edition of Focus on the Kingdom. This is Anthony Buzzard inviting you again to search the Scriptures with us for a few moments as we continue to investigate Jesus and Paul's favorite topic, the Gospel about the Kingdom of God. Have you ever stopped to ask yourself the question, what is the Christian Gospel? What did Jesus challenge his audiences to believe as the Gospel or Good News? What did Jesus mean by the phrase so often found on his lips, the gospel about the kingdom of God? When did you last hear a preacher or evangelist invite us to repent and believe in the gospel about the kingdom, as Jesus invited his audiences to do in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15? We've been giving you some very basic texts having to do with this question of the nature and the content of the gospel, the good news. We're trying to avoid churchy and religious words as much as possible and confine ourselves to the terms actually used by the New Testament church. Now, we cannot avoid, obviously, the fundamental words like gospel, which means simply good news, and we cannot avoid the word faith, but we need to remember that faith simply means believing. We either believe or we don't believe the words of Jesus, but faith or believing in the New Testament has to do with committing ourselves honestly and sincerely and with complete dedication and conviction to the words and the message of Jesus Christ and his agents, the apostles. So if faith means believing, we naturally want to ask the question, believing what? Think for a moment of the case of those people who died after taking a medicine prescribed for headaches. What they didn't know was that some cruel person had injected those pills with cyanide. No doubt those who took the medicine had perfect faith that it would do what it was supposed to do. They certainly didn't lack faith and trust, but what they lacked was information. In the same way, in the field of religious faith, faith is only as good as the object you put your faith in. Sometimes people will say, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere about it. Nothing, my friends, could be further from the biblical truth. The lesson from the Tylenol episode, where those people died because they innocently took Tylenol, filled with cyanide, shows how wrong that view can be. Now, something may give every impression of being genuine and authentic, but we all of us must take care to investigate our faith carefully checking it against the gold standard given us by Jesus and the apostles and recorded in the Bible. Sincerity and ignorance just may not be good enough. There's a very striking passage in the teaching of Jesus which fits into our discussion at this point rather well. Let me quote you from the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Matthew where you'll find Jesus at the end of his famous Sermon on the Mount made some extraordinarily interesting remarks about what's going to happen when he finally judges those who have attempted to follow him. Jesus said in the seventh chapter of Matthew, towards the end of that chapter, that many will say in the future day of judgment, Lord, Lord, have we not preached in your name? That's to say, as Christians, were we not, in other words, Christian preachers? Did we not in your name cast out demons? And did we not in your name also do many miraculous works. Those three categories, by the way, preaching, exercising demons, and doing miracles, 
are words which are used elsewhere of the genuine works of Jesus. But here's a group of people saying, Didn't we do all these things, Jesus, in your name? Didn't we do them as Christians? Weren't we Christian exorcists? Weren't we Christian workers of miracles? Now the reply of Jesus here is one of the most shocking and arresting things that he ever said. He turns to these people who had claimed to be Christians and he says to them, Depart from me, you who are working iniquity. I never knew you. I never recognized you. Apparently then the story is this. It isn't that those people once were doing good for Jesus and then fell apart or fell away. It's simply that they never were recognized for what they thought they were. They had faith in what they called Christ. They believed themselves to be doing Christian works. They believed, in fact, that they were performing in the name of Jesus Christ. Only to be faced with this shattering disappointment at the end of it all, that they had not, in fact, been recognized as Christian at all. Now, that's a passage of Scripture in Matthew 7, toward the end of the Sermon on the Mount, to which we need to turn constantly as a fair warning. We need to face the tough teachings of Jesus, those things that really challenge us to the core. And we need to examine our own belief system, our own understanding of Scripture, to see whether we might possibly fall into that category. So one of our main purposes in these radio programs is to suggest ways in which we can verify whether or not we are faithfully following the teachings of Jesus or whether we may have inadvertently fallen into that large group of whom Jesus said, I never recognized you. So faith is believing, but believing what? Well, at the very beginning of Mark's Gospel, as we mentioned in former programs, we have a challenging statement when Jesus opened his ministry in Galilee. He comes into Galilee, according to Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, and he makes a public statement, a kind of opening salvo, if you like, the initiation of his public ministry. And here's a summary of what he was saying. He said, The kingdom of God is at hand. The time is fulfilled. That's to say, the moment has arrived. The kingdom of God is near. In the light of that, then, Jesus said, Repent, do a U-turn in your conduct and your thinking, reorientate your life in a new direction, Repent and believe in the gospel about the kingdom. Now, there really cannot be any doubt about what Jesus had to say here. He bases his message not on anything about his death and resurrection at this stage, but on the message which comes not even from himself, but from God his Father. He calls it in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, the gospel of God, the good news that comes from God directly, and he urges us, then, to understand that the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom, is meant to reorientate our whole life and thinking and to cause us to turn towards believing in that message. That's what he calls repentance. We alluded, then, to the fact that in Matthew's gospel, at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus, we have exactly the same report in slightly different words. Matthew reports that Jesus was going about in Galilee preaching the gospel everywhere and healing the sick. You'll find that in chapter 4, verse 17 and verse 23. But now in the book of Acts, after the death and resurrection of Jesus, 
Is there any change in the gospel message? Well, not really. It's true that the death and resurrection of Jesus have now happened by the time we get to the book of Acts, but the basic fundamental kingdom message or kingdom gospel remains intact. As we find, for example, in Acts 8 and verse 12, where we read that Philip was preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and the people were being asked to believe in that message of the kingdom, and following that they were submitting themselves to baptism, both men and women. Let me give you that text very clearly, because it's fundamentally important to our understanding of the gospel. Acts 8.12 says this, and you can check it in any translation. We invite you to do this carefully. Acts 8.12 points out that when the people believed Philip, the evangelist, as he was preaching the gospel about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were being baptized, both men and women. We notice also in Acts 19, verse 8, Paul, for three months, argued and dialogued on the subject of the kingdom of God. And so that we would not possibly miss the point about the consistent teaching of Paul on the kingdom, at the very end of the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 28 and verses 23 and 31, we find again that Paul spent a great deal of time, in fact two years at Rome, inviting people to his own rented house, and from dawn till dusk he argued and dialogued, propounded and expounded the gospel about the kingdom of God and the things concerning Jesus Christ, using as his base, using as the source of his argument, what we now call the Old Testament, and what more accurately really we should call the Hebrew Bible the very books that Jesus had himself when he went into the synagogue and preached the kingdom, the very books on which Jesus himself had been trained as he grew up, the Hebrew Bible from Genesis to Second Chronicles, that's the order of the books as they had them at that time, exactly the same number of books as we have, but arranged in a different order. From Genesis all the way through the law, the prophets and the writings, that was the Bible that had trained Paul and Jesus and you'll find that division of the Hebrew Bible, by the way, expressly mentioned by Jesus himself in Luke 24, verse 44. So we learn as a basis, I think we really cannot contest the idea, that when the apostles and when Jesus himself preached the gospel, they preached not initially, not at least in the ministry of Jesus, not initially about his death and resurrection, but always about this kingdom of God which seemed to be the heart and center of the message they wanted to get across to their audiences. Now, in view of all this evidence, I think we really must conclude that the genius of Christianity, the genius of the Christian faith, is concentrated in this word, kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, as someone has said, should really be the master word in theology and in Bible study. It certainly was in the teaching of Paul and all of the New Testament apostles. The word kingdom is directly related and connected with the word gospel itself. The gospel, as we all recognize, is the normal Christian title for the message which Jesus came to proclaim and which he sent forth the apostles to proclaim to every living creature. The gospel of the kingdom is the accepted formula summarizing the work of Jesus. It was the proclamation of a fact, not just talk about instruction for living correctly, the gospel is the heart of what Jesus and the apostles ask us to believe, and the acceptance of the gospel must be preceded by a complete change of heart and mind, by repentance. The gospel of the kingdom is called the gospel of God, 
because it's the very message that comes from God himself. In the Gospel of Luke, we find the phrase, the Gospel of the Kingdom of God. And in Luke 4, verse 43, and Luke 16, and verse 16, the phrase, Gospel of the Kingdom of God, undoubtedly describes the good news brought by Jesus. The Kingdom of God is mentioned frequently in the New Testament as the objective of all Christian efforts. Paul often spoke, as did Jesus, of inheriting the kingdom of God in the future. Our time is running out for today. We invite you to check these verses we've been mentioning carefully in your own Bible at home. And remember always that Jesus was a Jew whose teaching must be understood in his own first century context. We must be careful not to read our own assumptions and even church traditions and prejudices into the Bible. We want to read the truth of what Jesus taught straight from the Bible itself. Let's be searching the Scriptures daily in our quest for truth. Nothing is more important than the search for immortality in the coming kingdom of God. We invite you to request our free book on the kingdom of God, some valuable literature on these basic Bible topics, or you may wish to request also a tape of the program you've been listening to. Our address and telephone number will be given in just a moment at the end of the program. Or you may wish to write to us at the address also to be given at the end of the program. Or you can email us and visit our website. Those details too will be given in just a few moments. We remind you again of the fine example set by the Bereans in Acts 17 and verse 11. These good people searched the scriptures daily to see if what they were hearing was true. Join us again for our continued discussion of Jesus' famous and favorite topic, the gospel about the kingdom of God.